Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Elliot Danka and Chua Tian now with uh, Market View. Get your calculators ready because 17 goes to 20, 25 goes to 30. We're talking about ABSD. But first, a recap of how we started the day. Right. Uh, so, Elliot, Singapore shares fell this morning. No thanks to the heights and the additional bias stamp duty that four letters ABSD rates for residential properties. So, in early trade, the Straits Times index was down 0.5%, looking at around 3,276 points after uh, 101.5 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, after the closing numbers, the STI closed down 0.36% at 3,282 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1.15 billion. Now, gainers trailed losers 269 versus 295. Top advance Plato Capital, Janin Psycho and Carriage, and TJ Tarantang USD. The top decliners, City Developments Limited, New Incorporation USD, and UOL. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have UOB because the bank reported net profit of $1.5 billion for the first quarter ended much up 67% from Q1 in 2022. Now, investors, in the meantime, also tracking property counters, which were largely in the red early on after authorities raised the ABSD rate for foreigners buying any residential property from 30% to 60%, which is the Ooh. largest increase. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, yes, 17% will become 20% for Singapore citizens buying their second residential property. 25% will become 30% for those buying their third and subsequent property. So for more market moves and views, let's speak to David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. Well, David, welcome to the show. Are you buying any second, third properties? Um... Still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> build, build Lego house can already uh, give up. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's uh, go back to the Singapore stock market. How did the STI fare today? Okay, well, um, you know, I look at the price action, you know, uh, for the STI actually if you stretch a bit longer to the past one month. So uh, we noted that basically STI was about to you know breach the three thousand three hundred and thirty two mark on at least two occasions, but were well, you know held back by long upper tails, you know by the candlestick, you know, from technical viewpoint. Mm. So it seems, you know, this level of resistance is, uh, you know, here to stay in the short term. And, you know, with the latest uh, implosion on First Republic, you know, sentiment remains, you know, somewhat sour with, mm. you know, softer closing of the U.S. market overnight as what we have seen. Um, but however, I believe, uh, you know, the U.S. tax, you know, better shown yesterday by Microsoft, you know, did bring some relief to the mar- local market as it recovers some lost grounds from the uh, opening losses, you know, to end the day you know slightly better i mean even though it couldn't close on the positive all right uh david i want to talk about uh surprises as far as the biggest movers are mm-hmm. concerned uh, well, let's leave property aside because uh, we knew there were going to be surprises when we got those whatsapp messages from property agents late last night uh what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the biggest movers today uh, I mean, uh, it's still one word, property. It's quite hard to take away the spotlight. It's very hard to take away the spotlight from some of the property counters that were on the top losers list today. I mean, apart from their shares, you can see that their related, you know, CFDs, uh, contract for differences, were also featured prominently in the top 30 losers list. Mm. But let me see. Uh, let me just scrutinize the list. 
Okay, um, I noted that there's a sudden surge of interest for the warrants of Vertex uh, specs. I mean, not mm. sure anyone still remembers them, but we have three of them listed here, namely mm. your Vertex, uh, Novo Tellers and Pegasus. Yeah. So if you ask me, uh, you know, this, the, uh, the warrant from uh, Vertex uh, was actually up by 170% today, while the main listed body remain, you know, the price remains unchanged. So I'm not sure whether this uh, 170% rise has something to do with the AGM, you know, uh, of Vertex, which is mm. going to help mm. tomorrow. So we shall see. Right, and uh, in the meantime, you will be reported net profit of $1.5 billion Sing dollars for the first quarter ended March. But your thoughts on uh, UOB's 67% increase, year-on-year increase in uh, net profit, was that largely within your expectations? Um, well, I would say that our own expectations was actually more towards a $1.45 billion in uh, earned in net profit. So this will be above, so the actual result was, will be about 10% or so above our expectations. So UOB results not only exceeded my expectations, but also the market consensus as well. So uh, this will be due to a better wealth management, which I think is mm. uh, has been you know well uh, well anticip- anticipated by the market. So um, I think overall the market was expecting that first quarter earnings for UOB will be good. So it's just mm. a matter of how good the results yeah. would be. And fortunately, UOB didn't disappoint the market. So, you know, following the banking saga we've seen in early March, uh, share price has recovered nicely, you know, uh, it's been about 10% from a low of $27.70. While this price could be attributable to a more stabilized market sentiment, you know, following the banking saga, I believe that, uh, you know, anticipation of good sales of first quarter results have also led to the, the recovery in share price. So if you ask me on the uh, impact to the other bank stocks, it's uh, actually quite hard to quantify and separate the effect of uh, you know recovering STI index uh, during the PM session today and mm. a few good effect from the uh, from uh, UOB on the other bank stocks. But I guess uh, you know in the short term we shouldn't uh, a small rise in the other banks uh, couldn't shouldn't be ruled out. You know, as mm. investors might want to bet on whether the other banks now could now beat consensus and you know push up the share prices yeah. as a result. But, uh, you know, I have to give a warning because, you know, even as UOB reported a bit on the results yesterday, it has also lowered its loan growth and, you know, net interest margin guidance yesterday. So investors might want to ask themselves whether we are going to see, you know, OCBC or even DBS guiding lower likewise. Yeah, mm-hmm. DBS, I believe, coming out next week. Uh, David, mm-hmm. um, we are on the line, of course, with David Chow, the director of Azure Capital. David, it's time to... To get to the fun topic, uh, which consists of four letters, although I'm yes. sure uh, there were people saying other types of four letters when they found out about ABSD, uh, we're going to focus on a few parts, all right? So I believe Tian okay. Tian's going to cover some uh, pretty big property players. Let's talk about Singaporeans. Now, uh, the rate will be okay. raised from 17% to 20% for Singapore citizens buying their second residential property, 25% to 30% for Singaporeans buying their third and subsequent property. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this increase. The idea seems to be stop the demand okay. from foreign buyers to stop even Singaporeans, you know, uh, going mm-hmm. for extra investment so that those that don't have a home have a chance. What are your thoughts? That's right. Okay, I go, I'm going to poll the audience here, even though I can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who remembers, you know, uh, you know, there were these certain periods during past ABSE-related announcements, you know, which took place in the afternoon, and that actually led to a frenzy buying of units, you know, mm. in the same day, in the evening, belonging, you know, for units belonging to high-profile sales launches. 
who still remembers that long long, <laughs> long ago. ago now it's all midnight and then you see at the showroom they try to close the deal here's my blank check and here take another three four blank checks at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean this announcement certainly took everyone by surprise because I think if I'm if I remember correctly we just announced like shortly after before midnight yeah. I was so about you can't do any last minute purchasing <laughs> yeah, yeah I was about to sleep <laughs> but uh It, I mean, these we're getting used to these surprises. I mean, mm. even even Tintin and I were speaking off air about it earlier on. Is it effect, effective mm. or not? Because these cooling measures seem to be coming so often. Every year, you get ready for one big surprise. I mean, if you look at you know what is the what what was that final trigger for this reason uh, for for the latest tightening? I would say were probably due to the uh, you know the property price index or PPI, which mm-hmm. is commonly known. Yeah. Uh, for this index has gone up by you know three point two percent in the first quarter. You know after showing uh you know a moderate uh, uh performance in the second half of two thousand twenty two. Okay. So uh, this would probably lead to that you know the final trigger, which we really, really underscore the resolve of the government to curb uh, excessive rises. Mm. And funny enough, right, um, if we look at the new home sales uh, you know, in, in terms of units for the first quarter of this year, so, you know, new home sales, excluding your EC, you know, registered at just uh, 1,318 units, which mm. is a fall of 30% year on year over the same period last year. So we have a declining total number of units sold, but yeah, at the same time, we have seen prices uh, risen by about 3.2%. What is two mm. thousand per square foot anymore? Forget about past receipt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Elliot, getting a little bit emotional, emotional yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's uh, shift our attention to property stocks, David, and hopefully we won't get that emotional. Uh, That being said, though property players, we are talking about CDL here, UOL Group, Guoco Land, Oxley Holdings, they took a hit early on. Do you think the property sector is overreacting? Any buying opportunity here, as far as property stocks are concerned? Okay, um, for us, whether it, uh, whether this, uh, whether today's price action remains a knee-jerk reaction uh, remains to be seen. Um, I mean, uh, if we look at some of the uh, current uh, total home sales uh, forecasted for this year, uh, the street is actually pointing to eight to nine thousand uh, sales. But uh, I guess with this uh, latest measure, there's a chance that this eight to nine thousand uh, units. So this year, the numbers uh, could be revised down. And uh, price-wise, um, the current forecast, you know, before this measure, stood at about three plus percent for the entire year. Mm. And unfortunately, this number could now be revised downwards as well. So um, this first day reaction to you know some of the stock prices concerning the property counters may be a sign that you know market is adjusting to a more subdued. Property market in the short to medium term, mm. and if you ask me on the buying opportunities wise, uh, well, for once your property brokers such as your Propnex or APEC are likely to be adversely impacted by this uh, show, slowdown, expected slowdown, and uh, for the property developer, you, I mean, we have seen the likes of UOL and City Development, which have existing or upcoming launches, which could be affected. So having said that, uh, developers as a whole are still trading at a valuation discount of around 40 to 50 percent to their mm. value net okay. asset value, but this could discount could again wider in the uh, get wider in the short term due to sentiments. 
And uh, I mean, however, if uh, you look at the likes of uh, other property plays such as uh, Capital Land Investments, which mm-hmm. only fell by you know point two six percent today, I do feel that uh, this could be a, an opportunity for investors because in the coming days, if it continues to fall to the tune of a larger magnitude, uh, you know, investors could really look hard hard into you know whether they want to pick it up or not because. They have very little to no exposure in residential developments uh, locally. Mm, okay, I see. And elsewhere, David, let's take a look at the US NASDAQ futures. They gained amid uh, Meta's earnings beat. What can we expect next from the US corporate earnings mm-hmm. season? Okay, um, you know, this morning I, I actually put some of my fellow buy sites in the industry, you know, for mm. a discussion of uh, the US earnings results so far. And, you know, one conclusion that we have arrive at is that uh, there's an overall sense of earnings uh, resilience weakness in this reporting season so mm. far. So apart from good showings from some of the US tech players, uh, we mustn't forget that this earnings season was kick-started last week with positive earnings surprises from the likes of JP Morgan, Citigroup and Wells Fargo. Mm. And uh, with this uh, if you look at the market forecast, uh, you could clearly see that, uh, see that there is an improvement in first quarter earnings forecast with consensus now expecting you know, first quarter earnings to fall by only 3.2% that mm. about you know, year on year for the S&P 500 companies compared to a 5.1% decline yeah, at the start of April. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think prior to the earnings release, in investors, some investors were actually quite bearish Hmm. So, you know, as a whole, um, you know, there are still plenty of releases that will come our way. So I'm sure further positive earnings revision could be on the cards if we could see evidence of more solid earnings in the subsequent sessions. Hmm. So let's hope that we get to see more resilience in the coming days from the earnings. Thanks a lot, Fingers David. Up. That was David Chow, Director at Edger Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.